Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can I see your excitement? God bless you. It is an honor and privilege for us to be in the house of the Lord and to be alive. Many people are dead. Many are in the hospital now. But if we can walk, if we can talk, if we can see and we can hear, it is the grace of God. We don't deserve anything. We receive everything by the grace of God, and all we can do is just to give him thanks for his love and his mercy. Amen? And I thank God also because I'm standing in front of his people to share his word on the day of my birthday. And he said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. I set you apart. I ordained you to be a prophet. Your destiny existed before your conception, before your birth. He said, before I begin to form you, I knew you already. You understand? I ordained you before you were conceived. So if, if, if I stand here, God knew I will stand here today. He knew that he already uh, ordained me to be a preacher. So it is not by accident. So I want to thank him for divine election and for his grace. Amen. Yes. Are you ready for the word now? Good. So the, 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 the topic that I'm sharing this morning is what will be shared during this time in the church, in our family. So I'm just coming as the first one to do the introduction. Other people will come, and the Lord is going to bless us. Amen. Because we can grow only through the ministry of the words of God and prayer. So the topic is make room for God. I would like you to write it down. Make room for God. Amen. 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 So it is not God making room. It is you. It is your responsibility to make room for God. But before I touch, I go to the, 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 the development of this topic, I want to give you certain valuable information before. Amen. In any meeting ordained by God, like we are, we are this morning here in this place, it is a gathering of the saints. This gathering is not by accident, it's by the will of God. And everywhere people are gathering, every meeting that is ordained by God, that happened by the will of God, there are four things that generally happen. Amen. Because there are certain, certain people can go somewhere, they, they, they call it a church, maybe they, they come together, but it is not by the will of God. Even though they carry Bible, it is not something ordained by God. But if it is a meeting ordained by God, there are certain things that happen to validate that this was coming from God. Amen. And as we are here this morning, this meeting is ordained by God. Hallelujah. There are always things that God does when people are gathering by his name. But it's up to people to be very open and sensitive to receive that. Yeah. Hallelujah. But there are four things that happen. Quickly, number one, it is encounter. Can you say after me, encounter? encounter. Hallelujah. Every meeting ordained by God, there will be divine encounters. Amen. When people are coming together, if that meeting is ordained by God, every gathering of the saints, God will make sure that his people have an encounter with him. Amen? Some way or somehow. He will make sure that they have an encounter. The purpose of encounter is to create conviction. To create certainty. Amen? God will make sure that... You, an encounter will happen in your life. Some people can receive something directly in their heart. Some people can feel the touch of God on them. Some people can receive, can receive a vision in the surface. Everyone, something can happen. You will have an encounter with God. 
and the encounter has a purpose. Every time you receive divine encounter, it increases conviction. Amen. A man or a woman of encounter, you will look at his life, he walks with strong conviction because he knows something. He has experienced something. Amen. Encounter with God will give you the conviction of his presence and his hand with you. When people are coming together, God will always try to make you being convicted that he's with you there. Something will happen. Amen. He's there, he's, he's always there, he's moving among his people. So the first thing that happened to every meeting, gathering of the saints, ordained by God, there will be divine encounter. Number two, the second thing that happened is transformation. Hallelujah. Transformation. How? Through the ministry of the word, as I'm preaching now. When we come to the church, God will provide his word for the sake of our transformation. He sent his word for our transformation to feed us his word, his mind, so that we will be transformed. Amen. Therefore, it's very important for us to receive the ministry of the word with an open heart. Because God is sending his word for our transformation. But if our hearts are not open, the word cannot transform us. You need to make room for the word to enter your heart and operate in your heart. You understand? So God's responsibility is to send the bread. Your responsibility is to eat the bread. Hallelujah. Number three, what happens when a meeting is ordained by God is manifestation of God's power and love. Hallelujah. God will make sure that his power will manifest and his love will be demonstrated. Amen. The power of God comes. Understand that. His love. God can minister people his love. When his power comes, it doesn't mean that every time you see manifestation, I say, no, no, the power can come. You are too quiet, but the power is on you doing something. Hallelujah. The love of God is shared in a gathering of the saints. Someone can come from home very terrified, full of stress and anxiety. It's just a walk in the church among other brothers and sisters. People start greeting, they, they hug, they talk, they worship together. You forget the issue that you came with. Because this is a gathering of the saints, ordained by God. God is shifting your mind. He's doing something in your spirit. See, there, there, is, there is manifestation of God's love and God's power. Amen. When we gather like this, the power of God is always present to do us good. To intervene into our situation. Amen. The yokes are broken in God's presence. Sickness disappears in God's presence. There are things that happen in God's presence because of the release of his power. Every meeting ordained by God. That's why as a church we, we need to have that in our mind because we are going there by the will of God. We believe that his power must move because it is something ordained by God. So if we don't make room for that, if we don't believe it, it will not work, even though it's the will of God to do that. Amen. So there needs to be a cooperation between the people of God and God himself. God already on his side, already prepared those four things. That as you go there, whether you like it or not, I'm willing to give you an encounter. It's up to you. I am willing to transform you. It's up to you. I am willing to move with my power. It's up to you. Amen. You understand? So the anointing is always there to confirm the word of God. Amen? The anointing as a purpose is to validate the word. When we preach the word, we speak the word, the anointing of God comes to validate that word. We say Jesus is a healer. The anointing will come to prove that really Jesus is a healer. We say that Jesus set the captive free. The anointing must come to validate what we said. So God makes sure that in the gathering of the saint, his power must move. Amen. And the last one, number four, is impartation. Amen. Impartation. Every meeting ordained by God, there will be a 
possibility of transference of grace. Amen. Transference of grace. Not only from the man of God, but even from the person sitting close to you. Amen. Every meeting ordained by God, there will be impartation. Impartation means the transference of grace. Amen. But it's not only coming from the pastor. It's not like a one-man show. Only the pastor who's preaching can pray for you or impart you something. Even the person sitting close to you. Because we are together. Amen. We come as a family. We come as a body. The moment we engage all of us, there is a corporate anointing that falls. And God can even use someone close to you. You, you are standing close. You know, if, if for example, if you, you, you stand someone uh, close to someone who spent long time front of the fire, and that person is smelling the smoke. You understand? And if you stand close to that person for long, you, you may be surprised that you too, you start smelling the smoke. You understand? Someone can come as close to you, he carries a grace that you don't have. But by divine strategy, you are sitting together. You come there, you don't have the anointing for prayer, but you are standing close to someone who has that anointing, and we are worshiping together. You will be surprised there can be impartation of grace. You say, I realized as I was close to him, I began to pray well. Can you see that? There is an impartation, and people must be mindful of that. Amen. That there is transparency of grace. That's why it is good for you to be in the gathering of the saints. Amen. There are more that you can receive than if you are alone at home. Hallelujah. Your house cannot carry the corporate anointing. No matter how good you pray there. That anointing is in the body. You need to be the church. There is a mystery on the church. There are things that God can do only when the saints are coming together. And we need to understand that. Amen. So even today, as we are sitting here, there can be transference of grace. Do you believe that? But you don't say amen. Why? <laughs> amen. So I need you to believe. If you believe, you prove that. You must have said that believe. Amen. So these are the four things. That happen in every meeting ordained by God. And we need to have that in our mind and know that God can do this, He can do this. Let us be ready for this. Now, let's go to our topic making room for God. Amen? Making room for God. What means? So I try to think about this in myself. Okay, I cannot just speak about this without myself understanding what is, what, what, how can I define this? Making room for God. Amen? How can I, 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 I bring it to you uh, so that we, you may receive something today? Amen? Every, each person will, can define it as God will lead him. But let me tell you the way me are receiving my spirit. Amen? What means to make room for God? I'll give you five answers. Amen. Number one. To make room for God simply means to create a space into our hearts for God to move and minister to us his power. Amen. I repeat that. To make room for God simply means to create a space in our hearts. Not, 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 not in your brain. In your hearts. Amen. To create a space into our hearts for God to move and minister to us his power, his love, and his wisdom. Hallelujah. So when we say make room for God, it means that create a space in your heart. As you come at the church, in your heart, you create a room. You say, no, my heart is open. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting for God to minister to me his power. Hallelujah. To minister to me his love. I can feel the touch, the love, the benevolence, the kindness of God in my heart. And God can minister to me his wisdom. You sit there, you are struggling with certain decisions. You are struggling with choice to make. And God can minister to you divine wisdom. Hallelujah. So when you make room, it can put something inside. 
If you don't prepare your heart, you don't open it, you can't receive from God. Hallelujah. So when we say make room for God, we know that the power of God can move. God can release his wisdom. God can release his love. But we need to have a place to receive it. Your heart. Amen. Number two, making room for God. To make room for God is, means to develop an attitude of readiness in your mind to receive what God has in store for you in the now. Amen. Is to develop the attitude of readiness in your mind to receive what God has in store for you now. Not tomorrow. So you come in it's his presence, you believe that now, this Sunday, there is something that God has prepared for me today. And I will receive it only today. I am ready for today. Faith is working in the now. I'm not saying that, no, I will receive it tomorrow. God has something for me in this day. Hallelujah. You are ready in your mind. That's, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm ready to receive what God has prepared for me today. Are you ready for that? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Do you believe that there is something for you today? Do you believe that this is the day that the Lord has made for you? That you shall rejoice and be glad in this day. Have a miracle in this day. Have a testimony in this day. Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you believe you are ready, that can happen to you. Amen. So making room. Number three. To make room for God means to activate your faith so that God's power may flow into your life and circumstances and bring about a change that no man can bring. Amen? It's to activate your faith. You understand? You can even open your heart but without your faith being activated. So it's to activate your faith so that God's power may flow into your life and your circumstances, your situation. And bring change that no man can bring. Amen. It's making room for God. My family has a problem. There's a situation in my life. My business is going through challenges. And I believe God that only his power can answer. Only his power can correct this situation. So I make room for my God. So that his power will fall in this direction. And bring a change that the government cannot bring. Bring a change that the medical doctor cannot bring. Bring a change that my husband cannot bring. Bring a change that my wife cannot bring. And make room for God that only his power can move and bring that change. This making room for God. So you leave your house, you come to the church with that attitude. It's already in your mind. That this situation, only God. If God does not do anything, no one can help me here. Only God is able to do it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. What seems to be difficult for man is not difficult with God. What is impossible with man is not impossible with God. And you need to get that level to believe that this situation, the man can tell me there's no other way, but God is a way. Hallelujah. So you need now to create a room, to create a space that your power must fall in my life. Hallelujah. And nothing is impossible with God. I received something this morning. Amen. Amen. I want to read, read the scripture with you. Act chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. Because you will say, no, Pastor, for just a giving explanation, no scripture since it started. <laughs> Let's touch the Bible now. <laughs> Acts 14. Verse 8 to verse 10. No, no, 14. Chapter 14. Starting from verse 8. That one is, is Acts 18, next 14. Okay. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Verse 9. The man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith 
to be healed. Amen. You see that? Paul was preaching like I'm preaching this morning. And there was a man sitting there. That man was crippled from his mother's womb. It means that he was born already crippled. And the man was hearing Paul preaching about Jesus. The man was looking on Paul, receiving the word of God. And Paul looked on him. Amen. They also said that he saw that he had faith. Even faith in certain level can be seen. Amen. You can see it on people's face that this one is ready. Amen. Paul saw, look at on the face of that man. He, he, he could read faith on his face. That this man is ready to receive. Amen. Because it was a meeting ordained by God. The word of God was there to bring transformation. Hallelujah. God's presence was there for an encounter with his people. And his power was there to heal. And Paul was preaching about Jesus. This man was looking, receiving. You understand? It, the more he listened the word, already in his heart, he activated his faith. That I believe that this Jesus, that this man is preaching, can make me walk. Amen. It was already established in his heart. He, he made a room. And Paul sensed that in the spirit. Verse 10. Verse 10. Paul now said with a loud voice, Stand up. Stretch on your feet. And he leaped and walked. You understand that? So he was sharing the word of God. The man was listening but the man did not stop only by listening. Amen? He grew in the level of creating a room. That I believe that Jesus, Jesus is so powerful. The man that Jesus, the Paul, that Paul is preaching, this man can heal me. I believe. And Paul saw that this man had the faith to be healed. Not a faith for any other thing. He saw the faith for healing on him. And then he just maximized on that. He said, in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. You see how it happened? You create a room. Amen. For God's power to flow. But if you don't, you don't believe, you don't activate your faith, even though God's power is present, nothing will happen. Hallelujah. We cannot experience the move of God if our faith is not activated. Amen. Number four. To make room for God means to develop a great desire for more of him. It's making room for God. Developing a great desire for more of him. You don't remain, you don't remain on the same level. I'm a believer for 45 years now. I know God. I read my Bible every morning. I pray in the morning, I pray before I eat, and I pray before I sleep. And you, you did it for 45 years. You said, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with my Jesus. What I don't know, it is not for me. What I know, it's for me. So I just say, stop there. Amen. No, making room, there, there are more, more that you can receive from God. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't know all of God. <laughs> In your life. No, every day it is a new day. You are learning something new. You cannot have all the power of God. You still need more from God. And God is willing to keep giving you more. But you need to make a room. Amen. When people, people are, are, are very comfortable in a certain level, you say, no, we already know what we do. We do it well. God is moving. We see the result. Why needing for more? It's already fine. No. Making a room is crying, developing the hunger for more. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Oh God, Psalm 63, verse 1 and verse 2. 
Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul tests for you. You see that? My soul tests for you. I have a test of you, God. My flesh, even my flesh, longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And verse 2, verse 2. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Amen. I am thirsty of you. You understand? My, my, my body longs for you. My heart is after you. And I'm coming because I want to see your glory and your power. I need more of you. I need to experience more of you. And God cannot take you to other dimensions, high dimensions, if you don't make room. Amen. You will remain where you are. You will remain a baby. So the psalmist was doing it this every morning. He can't say, no, yesterday I spent eight hours worshiping and praying. I was overwhelmed by the spirit. I think the provision that I have is for eight months. No. Tomorrow again, he will do the same exercise. I need more of you. And the next time he will do it again. You see it every day. I'm coming to your presence. I can't say, no, I fasted uh, three months ago. I will, I'll fast again after three months. No, you, it, it can't be your life. If you want more of God, hallelujah, God is giving you more of his power. You come in his house. You go, you come with expectation. I cannot live here the same, with the same anointing I came with. I want to go out with something fresh on me. I want to live here with another dose of fire on me. So, Every time is like that. Amen? This is what will help us to grow and to receive more. Amen? Are you still together with me? Are you ready to receive? So, so as I'm speaking to you now, I'm giving you this point, and we can even practice at the end five or ten minutes. You understand? You practice all those points before we leave here. That I'm in God's presence let me activate my faith. Amen. Let me open my heart. You see how we're going to pray now. You will do it yourself. Amen. So God will move in your life. You don't say, no, pastor will come to pray. No, I will not pray for you. We, I will just lead you in prayer. And the corporate anointing will fall here. The atmosphere will saturate. You will see yourself what will happen here now. Amen. All of us will jump into that. God can open your eyes. God can give you a prophecy for me. God, God, God can lead you to lay hand to someone close to you. You see, because we are in his presence. And all of us, we believe now that God can do. We need more of God. Amen? So that was number, number four. The last one. To make room for God means to be flexible to his move. <laughs> Hallelujah. To be what? Flexible. To his move. To follow his direction. To follow the wind of the spirit like an eagle. This making room for God. Many people fail to make room for God because of this. Lack of flexibility in God's presence. You want to put God in a box. And give God a method, a style. God, this is the way I want you to encounter me. If you want to speak to me, God, make sure you use my left ear. I don't like you to speak to my right ear. If you want to anoint me, touch only my shoulder. Don't push me, God. If you want, so you, you have your own way. You are not flexible. No, 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 no. If, no, 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 no. If it's not that, it is not of God. And we can prevent the move of God by lack of flexibility. Amen. Hallelujah. By lack of flexibility. My second daughter was asking me, Dad, I want, I want to speak in tongues. I want to receive the baptism of the Spirit. I told her, okay, it is not me who baptize people. It is Jesus. So when we pray as a family, we worship, the power will be there. You just open yourself to God. He can baptize you. Something can happen to you. 
And when we come, we, we sit in the evening, we start worshiping. Worshiping, worshiping. And then she will feel like a fire coming on her face. For her, it was disturbing her. Then she, she opened her eyes. She started praying about controlling the movement. I don't want God to start touching my face here. And then it will pass. She never tell me that. And then the next day, we'll be praying. She would pray. She lift her hand. She feels like a weight coming on her hand. Then she, mm. she stopped it. You see, every time you come out of that, you stop it. So one day she told me, Dad, why, why, when we pray, do you also feel something coming on your face here like a fire? I said, no. She said, me, I feel it. And it's disturbing me sometimes. Then I, I will wipe my face. I open my eyes. Don't, don't wipe. <laughs> you want to be baptized in the spirit? Leave it. Something will happen. And then the next time she felt that. And she stayed quiet just there worshiping. She, she kept feeling that it was growing, growing. And finally, I, she, I just looked at her side. I hear praying in the spirit. Ba, 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 ba. I say, oh, you see now? You see now? You see now? The spirit was coming, but you were not flexible. You want that tongues to come the way you want. So, no, God, when you come, just put some word in my mouth. Don't touch my ears. Don't touch, no, no, just my mouth. You see? So, even if you, when you pray, even in your bedroom, you can feel that. Me also, I, I remember many years in the past when I was young. I, I, many times I stopped the supernatural move of God around me. I can be praying. Then I feel like a wind coming in my room. Like feeling the room. Boom. Oh. Then I will, instead of me concentrating, I will say, what is going on in your chair? Mm. Then I say, let me pray, opening my eyes. And then this thing will stop. Another day I will, I will pray, I feel like the wind. Will, but in my heart, I, I'm, I'm telling God, Father, I want your move here. I want, I'm saying that. And God is responding, I'm resisting. You see, many people say that. Fill me with your power. Let the name of Jesus, let the might of God. You are saying it, but you are not flexible. Amen. Hallelujah. But if we want to experience more of God, we need to make room for God. The Holy Spirit is sovereign. Let him move in your life the way you want to move. If you want to open your eyes, he will open your eyes. You want to use your mouth, he will use your mouth. He can cause you even to run, you run. He can cause you to jump, you jump. He will cause you to talk, you talk. Don't say, no, no, no what, what, I'm, feeling like, I'm feeling like something is moving to jump. <laughs> you just let him be. Let him work. Because if we have a certain style and method in our mind, whenever God will come to move, we'll stop him. Because we'll tell him, our ancestors taught us when we pray you cannot scream ancestors taught us you cannot lift your hands <laughs> so because you are lifting your hand it is against you see all this stuff can stop the move of God but when people surrender to God I'm here do with me anything you want to do use me I'm your servant if you want to speak to me when I sleep, it is you. You want to speak to me as I'm sitting here, it is you. But I'm ready and I'm willing to receive from you. You understand that? It is so powerful. Because God does not operate in one style. He's a dynamic God. It changes every time. He spoke to Moses in the burning bush. You see, fire, God spoke there. But he came to Elijah. It was a, a small voice, a sweet, very quiet voice. If it was Mo, Mo, Elijah told Moses, I have an encounter with God today, he spoke to me. He said, Oh, did you see the fire? Oh, no, no. He said, Ah, no. Mm. There was no fire. Ah, no, that was not God. <laughs> you see, so if now a, 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 a Moses tells Elijah, 
I had an encounter with God today. He spoke to me and gave me his word. Oh, no, it was in the bending bush. He said, no, God speaks always in a soft voice. That must be the devil. You see, so you cannot put God in a box that this is the way that must open. This is the way we can pray. This is the way we must preach. No, no, no. no. God, God, God can, 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 can use my sister there to preach by standing only here. He's speaking and God is moving. The anointing is working. Amen. He can also use someone else to preach by speaking. Hallelujah. We believe that Jesus is here and is going to bless us. And the anointing is still there. He can use someone to, to preach like me. I like to move. You see, so it doesn't mean because I walk is the anointing. No. It is the way God is using me. So if I try to stand at one place, it will not work for me. I'll always feel something. If I, if, if I teach, they give me the chair to sit, to teach, it will never take more than 13 minutes. I'll do all my best. This is a Bible class. I'm teaching. I will force myself. It will not... It will not go more than 30 minutes because of, hey, for, for me to feel open, I will stand up and I'll start moving. But I can't tell you you have to stand up and move. Be flexible to the spirit. The way is leading you. The way is operating in you. You just receive it. But don't stop him. Amen. Hallelujah. So many times, we stop the move of God because we want to give God a specific method, specific way. And we can lose the visitation of God because of certain stuff like that. When, when, when I became a pastor, I was 22 years old. And I did not have much experience. So I had my way. See, I was young, so I wanted things to be my way. Stand there and... The area that our church was was a rich area. And most of the movement around were like Freemason, Rose Croix, those occultism movements were surrounding that place. And when they saw a church coming there, they were very cross. They started attacking the church in the spirit. And we didn't know. But there was an old lady in our church she was a prayer warrior. She was carrying the mantle of intercession. So every time we will become at the church on Sunday, we will start worshiping, praising, and there will be a time that those attacks will begin without us noticing. But God will do something. Suddenly that lady will start screaming loudly in tongues, speaking with authority. And, and, and me, when she starts speaking with authority, I feel that she, she's disturbing people. See, so I was always looking on the, 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 the president of Asian Department. If I look at him, he looked at my eyes, he got the message. You go, name of Jesus, name of Jesus, cool down, name of Jesus, to cool her down. Without knowing that what we are doing, that lady was releasing spiritual warfare against that force when they come. We don't even know. And we keep doing that until one day, she went to visit another church. And then she has freedom to do all this stuff. And then she, she liked the place she stayed there. After that, we started seeing a lot of battle coming in the church. So there are people living there without doing People are living, things are changing. And we begin to pray, asking God, Father, what is going on? Intervention. Pray. And one, God, one day God visited me in the dream. He showed me we were in the church praying and evil angels came there, demonic powers on the roof. And that lady was speaking in tongues, but now God made me hear what she was saying. I rebuke you, every force of Freemason. I rebuke you and cast you out from this place. I changed the atmosphere. She speaks in tongues. We don't hear what she's saying, but it's what she was saying. Then, puff, God spoke to me. You see what the lady was doing? She was carrying a strong mantle of intention, but you did not understand that. You stopped her. And then it was too late. I went to see her to ask her, no, mom, can you come back to the church? I realized, she said, no, eh, 
God gave me a new assignment where I am. And I was 22 years old. I learned from that mistake that I cannot put the Holy Spirit in a box. You know, this is the way that things are happening here. This is the way we have to do it. No. It can move in the way that I was not expecting. Amen. So sometimes, as we grow with God, we learn. In our church here in Cape Town, I like much worship. But my wife likes to dance. And people in my church also, they like praising, moving. But me, I, I like quiet. So I like to, when I stand there, we worship. Then I feel like I'm feeling good. The anointing is activated in me. So when people want to spend more time praising, dancing, I'll just say, come and I stop it. Oh, amen. Can you see it? Let's take the Bible. So just, and then we go back. I said, no, because of time. You're going to dance next Sunday. Because of time. And when we go home, my wife will tell me, why? I said, no, no, no. You see, we need, we, we are worshipers sanctuary. We need to focus much on worship. And for me, it's only the only way. But God moves in different ways. I was stacking on one direction. I wanted God to use my daughter to speak to me. That was God speaking in her mouth. Just said at home, they were selecting songs, and then I said, no, 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 that one. No, no. Then my daughter asked me, Dad, when we go to the church, are we worshiping you? I said, no. Are we praising you? Oh, no. So he asked me, did God, did God himself tell you that when we are praising there, he's irritated? I said, no. So why you want us to praise you and to worship you, to make it the way you want? It is your own flavor. It is the, your desire. So when she said that, I stood quiet. <laughs> and I changed my ministry. I said, that phrase, we don't come here to worship you or to praise you. We can't put the song that makes you feel good. We can't, no, we don't praise you, we don't worship you. We go by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows every meeting. He knows every gathering. If it is ordained by God, there will be encounter with God. There will be revelation. He will move. His power will flow. He can command people in the spot, sing this. You sing it. Move like this. You do it. Because we are flexible. We open our hearts, a room for God. We cannot stop his move because we don't know which way he will come next Sunday. Amen. Which way he will move tomorrow, we don't know. Hallelujah. So we need to learn all this stuff. Are we together? So this is the way that we can make room. Because we can keep praying for something. God is answering. We don't understand that he's answering. He's answering. We are rejecting the answer. He's answering. We are rejecting the answer. But he keeps answering. Why? Because my tradition, my mindset is rejecting what God is bringing new. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, how can we... Make room for God is what I gave you there. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? So, now, to make room for God, you need, number one, to be expectant. So, this is what I'm preparing for us to stand up and sing for a few minutes and pray. Amen? As we sit here, I, I, I gave you the definition. What the meaning of to make room for God? Your God is now. So, now I'm telling you how to make that room for God. Number one, you need to be expectant in God's presence. You come in his presence, you must have an expectation. Expectation is the platform on which miracles come. You understand? Without expectation, miracle cannot come. You must expect a miracle. You must expect God to speak to you. You must expect God to touch you. If there is no expectation, nothing can happen. Hallelujah. You don't leave your house, you come here like you are fulfilling religious routine. No. You know that no, it's not, I'm not a religious person. I'm in the kingdom of God. And I go in his presence with expectation. Even if you do your own prayer in the morning, you must approach God with expectation. Amen. Don't just do it as a routine. Oh no, it's my time of prayer. Oh, my alarm is on now. Let me pray. No, you don't pray like that. Amen. You come here with expectation. Amen. And number two, you need to be sensitive in God's presence. Be sensitive. That God is moving. You, 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 you must be, you don't, don't block yourself. You, you don't feel anything. You, you, you are sitting here, but your mind is, uh, 
maybe in Durban. But you are here. You need to be present. In God's presence, you must be present. Hallelujah. There are people who are absent in God's presence. But you need to be present in his presence. You are there, body, soul, and spirit together. Say, I'm present. So let's read Genesis 28, verse 10 to 16. Genesis 28, you see what happened to Jacob. Hallelujah. Being sensitive in God's presence. Genesis chapter 28. We start from verse 10 to verse 16. Now Jacob went from Bathsheba and went toward Aram. Verse 11. So he came to a certain place and he stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of the place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Verse 12. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending. He was just running from his brother. He arrived to a certain place because he was tired. He said, let me sleep here. He took a stone. He used it as a pillow. As he was sleeping, then God opened his eyes to know that that place is not like any other place. Hallelujah. There was spiritual activity taking place there. He saw that angels were going up and going down. If you study the story, you will find that that same place that he was sleeping is the same place that Abraham raised the altar. His grandfather raised the altar in that place. He was not yet born, but there was a spiritual activity that took place in that place. When he came there, he saw that this place, angels going, he saw a ladder, angels going up and going down. It's the image of prayer. Hallelujah. It's the place of intercession. He saw that. Amen. Now, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord. See that place, God spoke to him. I am the Lord, God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to your descendants. Remember, God said the same word to Abraham. See, it was the same land that his grandfather came. The same place, God repeated the same word. This, this land, I will give to your descendants. Let's go verse... Uh, and also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad the west and the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 15. Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Amen. You see, if, if, if you read, I want to open a bracket here. God told him, when he, he, he visited him, he said, no, I'm the God of your father, blah, blah, blah. I will bless you. I will make you a great nation. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed through you and your descent. God gave, and God, God made the first that I will not leave you until everything I've spoken to you come to pass. God cannot lie. Amen. But if you go down, you see, we will not read that, but you read yourself at home. You will read. Jacob said to God, in response of everything God said, he said, God, promise me, if you keep me alive, you go with me, and you give me only bread and water, and you bring me back alive to the, my family, this place that I am, I will build a temple for you. I will worship you. You understand? God told him, all the nation shall be blessed through you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. But the guy is telling God, no, 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 I don't mind everything you said. Just give me, if you give me bread and water is enough and keep me alive. God's vision for him was too big. But the mediocrity in his mind is keep telling him, speak like a poor person. If you give me only bread 
and water. But God did not speak about bread and water. God spoke about nations to be blessed through you. Amen? You need to open big room even to receive the prophetic word God is giving to you. The man was hearing God. God was speaking. God told him, I will never leave you until everything I said come to pass. But instead of receiving God, I thank you for what you know. I said, no, God, if you give me only bread, <laughs> only bread, don't mind about meat. Bread is enough. <laughs> Amen? Okay, let's pass that. Verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Amen. He said, Surely this place, the Lord is here. But I was ignorant of that. Which means that you can be in the presence of God without knowing. You can be where God is moving without you being sensitive. We don't know that something is happening here. You are sitting there. <laughs> you just look at your phone. You, uh, you sit, you, you stretch your hand, you close your hand. You, you don't feel anything. Jacob was sleeping. But he said, ah, I was so ignorant. This place, God is here, but I didn't know. Amen. You get to be very sensitive. Amen. And verse, verse 17. 17. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This one, <laughs> this is none other than the house of God. And the gate, and this is the gate of heaven. You see the way he, he, he named that place. He said, no, this place, why he called it the house of God? Because he saw the ladder. He saw angelic movement going up and coming down. He said, no, 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 no. In the restaurant, this movement cannot happen. Prayer going up and answer coming down. It cannot happen in the stadium. It must happen only in the house of God. Because the house of God is called the house of prayer. He said, this cannot be any other place. This is the house of God. Amen. Based on what I saw, this is the house of God. I saw this angelic movement and then I heard the voice of God. You can hear his voice only in his house. Amen. So he, he realized, no, 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 this place, <laughs> it was not a building. It was an open place, but he called it what? The house of God. Can you see that? So in the spiritual, the house is not a building. Amen. So your spiritual sensitivity. Amen. Amen. And the next one. You need to be willing to receive from God. Willingness to receive from God. If you are not willing, you can't receive. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. Luke 5, 17 to 21. And there was, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that they, they were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Look at this carefully. One day, Jesus was preaching in a certain place. And the Bible says that, go back, 17. It says that, Look, the category of people were there. Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there when he was preaching. Was sitting. And, and they came from different towns. Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem. There was an attraction. All of them, they came. They were sitting, listening in preaching. And the Bible specified the power of God was there, present to heal all of them. Say after me, the power was present. Don't forget that. Amen. The next verse. The next verse, 18. Then behold, men brought a bed. On a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. 19. And when they could not find out, they might bring him in. Because of the crowd, 
they went up on the house top and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Verse 20. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven. Amen. And verse 21. And the scribe and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Hallelujah. So Jesus was speaking. Those Pharisees were sitting there. Different people came. There was a crowd. Among them, they had problems, sickness, demonic yokes. They were sitting there. And the power of God was already present in the midst to heal all of them. It was God's willingness to heal all of them. Amen. But they were sitting there. If you check well, that power did not profit all. The power was present, but not all of them were healed. But the other people took a man from outside. They came by the entrance of the church. It was so packed. They could not get in with the guy. They said, what can we do? Because they believe that if this man can be in contact with Jesus, he will be healed. So they even go, they open the way on the roof. Oh, you need to have this kind of friend in your life. That you are really sick. Your friends, they took you themselves. They risked their life to go on the roof. Just for your salvation. You need to have this kind of people. Amen. They open the roof and they send him down. Front of Jesus. And Jesus saw their faith. Amen. And he understood that the origin of this sickness is, is sin. If the sin is forgiven, the man will walk. And your sin are forgiven. Amen. And now, those who were sitting there. You see, there are other people that are sitting at the church. They are not willing to receive but they are judging, checking everything. Uh, why uh, Pastor Mike is saying like that? Is that excuse that Pastor uh, Frank is using uh, according to the Hebrew? Or if we check it from the Greek? Is that, uh, see, the preaching is going on. People are checking. Uh, I think the pastor already spoke 40 minutes. Did you notice that? Uh, why uh, they did not put water there? Uh, why, uh, why is he saying? So Jesus was preaching the Pharisees. They were sitting there not to receive. They were checking him. They came from different places. The power was They had their own issue. But they, they, they did not receive from that power. They said, no, we, are in, but we, don't, we don't care about this power. We are just listening to this guy to find where he's going to say something wrong. The moment he said, your sins are forgiven. He said, hey, we caught him now. You see? You see? You see? I told you this one is a false. How can a man forgive sin? They start now charging his word. Amen. You can't receive if you are sitting there with a judgmental heart. You can't receive. If you say, no, 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 I don't like it. No, 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 no. Why? When I came here, I should sit at the life today. The, the Asha sent me to the right. Why? So you, you are not happy. You can't receive if. Amen? You need to be willing to receive. And finally, you need to surrender to the leading of the Spirit. Surrender to the leading of the Spirit. And then you can receive from him. Amen. The spirit of the Lord can lead you to speak. Speak. He can lead you to walk and encourage your brother in the church. He can just put a word in your mouth. Go touch that sister. Tell her God is in control. But you are hesitating. "Mm, Can I go tell her God is in control? But he's telling you, go close to her. Touch her. Tell her God is in control. Then you say, God, uh, don't you remember COVID restriction? <laughs> One must say, go close and touch her. Say. And then, then he said, okay, can you just go close to her? Don't touch her. Then he say, God is in control. And he said, say that the distance, one meter. <laughs> you start creating a lot of excuses. You see, and God can tell you, you see, every time I come, 
I want to use you as my mouth. And I put word in you, but you, don't, you are not bold enough to move and do what I'm telling you. You must say, surrender to the leading of the spirit. Amen. He can tell you, kneel down. Don't say, everyone is standing. If I kneel down, they will say, oh, why is he kneeling down? No, you just say, kneel down. It is you. Surrender to the leading. He can tell you, go in front. Kneel down front of the, or you just say, do it. Don't say, maybe the pastor would feel embarrassed. Why am I going there? No, you don't say maybe. Amen. Leading of the spirit. If it is the spirit of God moving, it should be always in order. Amen. Can we stand up? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.